Hey guys, and welcome to the Choose Kindness Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Klatt, and I'm so happy you're here. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging you to choose kindness, gain knowledge, and find joy and positivity every day. By creating a positive outlook on each day, highlighting those who do good in our communities, by connecting through individual stories, and giving you the opportunity to share your story, I'm aiming to manifest never-ending kindness. This show is all about adding happiness and optimism to your life, and I would love to hear from you if there's a feel-good story you want to share. Before we dive into the show, I want to give you the opportunity to check out some valuable resources, as well as connect with me by visiting kayleeklatt.com. There you can find a link to my Instagram and Facebook, as well as send me a message on the Connect With Me page. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get on to the show. Today, we have Layla Sabet on the Choose Kindness podcast, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. Layla is a driven goal-getter, and she works in management at Amazon. She is a complete boss babe, and she inspires me every single day, and I hope she inspires you too. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Let's get right on into it. Good morning, Layla. How are you? Doing very well. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for thinking of me. Of course. I'm super excited for you to be here. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm from Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, and I graduated from Florida State University with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and my certification in Advanced Leadership Studies. Um, I'm now living in Tampa, Florida, working for Amazon in management and operations, and um, I recently got promoted to be the learning manager for our warehouse. So in this role, I have ownership over all associates and leadership training programs um, from needs analysis stage to management and execution of training. Um, And what I love most about my role is that I've had uh, the opportunity to help onboard thousands of people who um, lost their job, their previous job, due to the pandemic. So um, ultimately, though, I would love to go back to school, obtain my master's degree, and become an executive leader in my own company. Um, And as you know, I have the unique opportunity to serve the citrus industry of Florida as the reigning Miss Florida Citrus, uh, which qualifies me to compete for my dream job of Miss Florida and ultimately Miss America. Um, This is my last year competing because I turned 25 soon, so I am beyond thrilled to share my message with the world, um, with anyone who will listen, and continue to grow my social impact initiative, Lift and Be Uplifted. Have you ever experienced or witnessed bullying? Yes, um, I experienced cyberbullying when I was younger, and um, I didn't fully come to terms with it until a couple years ago when I was 23 years old. Um, Cyberbullying is when social media gets weaponized. Um, The bully is empowered by the anonymous act of hiding behind a screen. And while I felt helpless, powerless, and invaded with um, my safety and emotional security threatened. At the time, um, I felt ashamed and embarrassed and I kind of shrunk as a person. And, you know, bullying used to stay on the playground or in the halls, but cyberbullying comes into your home. And the painful embarrassment I experienced had a large audience, all of my peers, everyone at school, dance, neighborhood kids, my whole world. Um, And it really was humiliation on a whole new level. So uh, when this happened, I was dealing with a lot of stress at home because my dad had to have emergency surgery for advanced heart disease. Um, He was in and out of the hospital with complications and nothing felt solid anymore. So um, I wanted to keep busy. I wanted um, something positive to focus on. Um, So an encouraging teacher suggested that I run for office in student government. Um, And another boy that was running made a post online that said my dad was a terrorist um, and other xenophobic insults um, that if they vote for me, the students vote for me, they're voting for terrorism. 
Um, so in the wake of 9-11, it could be uncomfortable um, for anyone with a Middle Eastern background. Um, and I remember as a young girl, for the first time I heard the country that my dad was called evil, I was so confused because I loved the dancing, the Persian dancing, the food, the generosity. I had always thought that those were the best parts of me um, in my family traditions. But once I had that knowledge that those parts were um, something others judged as bad unfairly, I felt ashamed of my culture but also guilty for feeling this. Um, you know, this boy's friends yelled at me down the halls in school and they said things like, tell your dad to lower the oil prices. Um, this boy was saying that I was related to someone who is an enemy of our country. Uh, it, it was really cruel, threatening, humiliating, um, and honestly impossible to ignore. I felt like my reputation was destroyed. Um, the inner torment I felt extended beyond the walls of school. It was like someone put up a billboard that everyone saw. Um, so cyberbullying is magnified because anyone can see it if it's online. And my parents were going through a struggle that terrified me. And I couldn't add to their burden by telling them about this terrible incident um, that in some way I felt I had caused by putting myself out there for a leadership position. So, you know, facing hate speech aimed at me as a young girl, humiliated um, for something I couldn't change, that I had no control over, that is what really left me feeling isolated and alone. Um, so what I know now is that a study of Middle Eastern students post 9-11 um, one in five of those Middle Eastern students said they felt intimidated, harassed, humiliated, bullied, or emotionally and physically abused by classmates. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but you are so incredibly strong, and I'm so glad that you're here today to uh, share your story with us. So thank you for that. In what ways were you able to gain back your confidence? Yes, so um, the impact really did uh, feel inescapable to me, um, but I did find a healthy and positive way to cope by not hiding, uh, mostly through dancing. So years later, I entered my high school pageant um, to dance in front of my school. It was actually a dare by my friends. <laughs> That's how I got into pageants. And ironically, my onstage question was about social media and how it could ruin the art of communication and lead to cyberbullying. Super ironic, full circle. Um, I won and pageants gave me a voice. It made me invest in my communication skills. I gained confidence, um, but mostly I gained confidence in the service of others. And I felt like I could make a positive impact um, I think seeing the challenges others faced um, made my problems seem small, and I couldn't believe that this opportunity to compete for uh, Miss Florida was available to me. Uh, this did so much for my confidence, and I didn't fully realize it at the time, but I dealt with this internalization belief that um, my being was less than everyone else, feeling like I didn't belong or that I was different. I felt like I had to work really hard to prove my value as a leader. Um, winning the title of Miss Pontevedra Beecher High School, um, I gained a lot of pride and confidence, but um, that, that drive to prove my worth was still there. It still existed. Um, so in Florida State University, when I studied behavioral sciences um, as a psychology major, I began to understand the negative effects of internalizing traumatic experiences of shame and guilt early in childhood and how pushing down and internalizing these emotions can damage one's sense of value and self-worth as a person. Um, this usually results in destructive behavior, almost like one is punishing themselves, um, but it's for something that they didn't do or didn't deserve. Um, it's not about fully believing in yourself, um, you know, in the value that you offer. But even though I intellectually studied and knew these facts, it was not until um, 
you know, later in my life that I was able to identify those emotions within myself as I got older and I matured more. Um, but when I began competing in the Miss Florida organization, coaches um, and supportive mentors advised me to highlight my culture um, and background because that they said that would set me apart. So six or seven years back, I brought up in, in the interview at the Miss Florida state level um, that I wore bracelets. I have these bracelets that I wear. I've had them on since I was 10 years old. And um, I was talking about my heritage and um, my family tradition. And one of the judges stopped me and he said, do you think we're really ready for a Middle Eastern Miss Florida? And all of the feelings of unworthiness when I was cyberbullied came back to me. And I took this question as judgment um, that I was not Miss Florida material. And I answered the question with an unauthentic, of course, that I know came across as not sure of myself. Um, so many people over the years encouraged me to perform my talent that reflected my culture, but I held back. I, I really didn't believe that a girl with a Middle Eastern background could ever be chosen as Miss Florida because we just hadn't seen that happen in the past. And as I get older, I understand much more clearly that what makes you different is actually what sets you apart and what makes you valuable. And I'm so thrilled because... Um, in June of 2021, I will be performing a traditional Persian dance on the Miss Florida stage for the first time in Miss Florida organization history. So I'm excited to reveal that to the crowd. I'm excited to see that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Let me think. So there's two, two quotes um, that really come to me. And I think Maya Angelou, uh, Maya Angelou excuse me, said, um, the real difficulty to overcome is how you think about yourself. Um, and then the second piece I want to share is something that a mentor shared with me. Um, she said, don't trade in your authenticity for approval. And, you know, only through being real can we deeply connect with others. And I found that being authentic is one of the strongest way that you can lead and motivate others. And I've especially found that true in my career in management. Now, what's a piece of advice that you would give our listeners regarding confidence building? Yeah, so... Um, I think to regain your confidence, when we think about regaining your confidence, um, when I started to work in a warehouse way out of my comfort zone, it was very male dominated and I was the youngest manager on my shift, um, in addition to being the only female at the time. And it was probably the biggest challenge I faced in my life. Um, I was confronted with a difficult situation that uh, many other leaders had avoided confronting for several years in, in the company. Um, there was no protocol for how to handle this, so I figured uh, it out by finding someone in the company that I could advise me of the legalities. Um, then I initiated the difficult conversations that I handled well. It took a few months of acting way, way out of my comfort zone, but I resolved it. This earned me respect. Um, I recognized a problem and then decided then and there how to turn it into an opportunity. Um, many of my best mentors in my career so far have actually been men. Um, they helped me recognize that I did not have to change my leadership style to fit in, um, but helped me see that my unique feminine qualities were a valued part of the leadership team. Um, I grew so much from overcoming challenges and I learned so much about what I was capable of and what value I bring to the table. So we can't forget that. And in the first time, for the first time in a long time, I truly believed that I was valuable and worthy when I really embraced that feminine part of myself. And 
you know, I strive to, um, I started to thrive in, in this role um, that I was in coaching a diverse group um, from all walks of life. Some didn't speak English, some were homeless, most were older than me. But even though I was helping my associates progress and succeed in the company, something big was absent. Um, I thought, okay, what single thing most held me back from being fully authentic, authentically myself? And then I realized it was bias, um, bias regarding my ethnicity and my gender and bias that was imposed on me both externally and internally. And then I thought of a single thing that contributed to my growth um, as a leader. And without a doubt, it was competing in the Miss America organization. Um, I had a light bulb moment and realized the platform of Miss Florida would allow me to make an impact with this new knowledge and experience that I now had as a woman in a male dominated industry. Um, I also realized that I had an opportunity to change the perception that I was hiding from all these years um, that I had competed. I was Iranian American, I was going to own who I was, and I was going to lead by example by being my full authentic self. Um, I, it felt vulnerable to like come to these terms a few months back. I remember all too well the feelings of inadequacy I experienced when I was younger regarding my ethnic background. But Miss Florida is a role model for young girls. Miss Florida's outstanding teen, the same thing. And I want other girls to know that no matter where their parents are from, no matter what the shade of their skin is, they could see through me that they can do great things, um, hard things. They can be anything they dream of being. Like I'd be, you know, I'd always dreamed of becoming Miss Florida, but just didn't have that visibility on what was possible. Um, and it's also important, you know, for me to use my chance on stage, my talent performance, to transform the bias that kept me from being authentic by exposing the audience to a traditional, beautiful Persian dance. Um, so I reflect on the irony when we talk about cyberbullying. I was cyberbullied in school because of my Persian background. I found a positive way to cope with the isolation and anxiety I felt through dance. Dance helped me win my first pageant. Now I'm using dance to show others the beautiful side of my culture. And now I have the confidence to fully embrace who I am and own it. Um, and I want other people to do the same thing. That's really how true confidence is built. And I hope that through the art of dance, I can show others the beautiful aspects of Persian culture and transform instilled narratives about people from the Middle East. Um, I would finally stand up for myself in the face of oppressive, negative, unfair stereotypes. And this is so empowering and so freeing. And I hope to be able to share my story with young girls who have been harassed or made to feel small because their background or something they have no control over. Um, when we get back up, uh, we're stronger. And it's like a muscle. We need that strength to lead in the professional world. Can you tell us about your efforts through Lift and Be Uplifted? Yes. So my purpose and what I want to accomplish through Lift and Be Uplifted is ultimately to increase um, women's influence in the professional world, because I believe the answers to the problems that keep us from progressing can be found in the voices that aren't being heard. Um, in trying to tackle the world's problems, we need to hear from half the world's population, which is women. So I champion equality, diversity, and inclusion in every um, uh, initiative that I do through Lift and Be Uplifted. So, um, you know, women make up half the U.S. population, earning almost 60% of university degrees, hold 52% um, on the professional level jobs, yet we are still very underrepresented in leadership positions, holding just 21% of Fortune 500 seats and 6% of CEO positions. So with that being said, 
Um, I am the founder of the uh, Inspiring Women blog on my website, and it serves not only to honor strong women who are blazing the trails in the professional world and reaching back to lift others, but most importantly, to bring the mentors and role models that young women need to them in these times of social distancing. That was kind of the purpose in starting the Inspiring Women blog. Um, I really love the work that I'm doing with my blog because it's given me incredible opportunities to connect with thought leaders and business people that I admire. And it's allowed me to share um, a version of mentorship with young women and girls on their own time and their own schedule when they go to this blog to read. It's just cool because um, I, I get positive feedback from readers and grow my audience and um, show up to empower others during social distancing, which is kind of cool in light of 2020. Um, so I strive to encourage our girls that they can be anything they want to be. And it's true, but when they get entry-level jobs in STEM fields and business, they will most likely find that they don't get the same pay, um, the same respect, or the same advantages and opportunities. Um, as women, we have to recognize that we don't have to fit into a culture, but we have to um, really use our power to define and redefine the culture. I appreciate Lift and Be Uplifted so much because it is so inspiring. Oh, I mean, it's so amazing. Oh, great. <laughs> Are there any resources that you recommend? Yes, so two, um, I'll give you two. One more related to women's empowerment and then another for bullying related. So I love the book, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You by Lydia Finette. Um, the ultimate message I learned in this book is that paying it forward is the final step to becoming the most powerful woman in the room. I mean, how relevant in the initiative that you're pursuing, you should definitely read this book. Um, in the author of this book, Lydia Finette, she's actually featured on Spotlight number five of my Inspiring Women blog, so go check it out. And then the second resource is more bullying related. Um, Tolerance.org is a great resource uh, for kids to learn how to respond to bias and stereotypes. It addresses the very short time that passes when somebody says something and you struggle with how or even whether you respond. Um, these moments are opportunities that we must um, act on swiftly. And so that's a really great one. Again, that was Tolerance.org. So in what ways does confidence help someone choose kindness? This is a great question. Because I love that you made the parallel, parallel between confidence and kindness because it really does go hand in hand. I think when we are fully confident in ourselves, we are not threatened by the success of others around us because we realize that pouring into others does not in any way diminish our own value. And leaders that are confident in themselves can show kindness and compassion for those being bullied or witnessing instances of diminishing others unfairly. Um, by joking or making statements about the incompetence of women, um, the laziness of minorities, the danger of certain religions, or di dismissing others because they look different, maybe they're handicapped. Um, that has very long lasting and even harmful effects. I mean, I even spoke with you about how I was cyberbullied. Okay, I, maybe I was 15 years old. Now I'm 10 years later, almost 25, and I'm still kind of working through the feelings that I had that were kind of instilled upon me um, from cyberbullying. And just a last closing thought here, I think confidence leaders can be um, the best mentors to those who are struggling with believing in themselves, um, which is the kindness that has made the biggest differences in my success and in my career. Um, those confident leaders are the ones that inspired me to be that person for others. And I'm really excited to push that through, um, lift and be uplifted as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Had an incredible time. And you are so inspiring. Like, I cannot get over it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so thank I you. Do. I just love everything that you're doing. Like, your social impact initiative could not be more relevant. It really couldn't. So you're doing a great job. And thank you so much for thinking of me. 
Well, there you have it, folks. Isn't Layla wonderful? I told you guys. Now you have to come back for next week to discover who's our next podcast guest. Remember to stay strong, always focus on the light, and to choose kindness forever and always. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a fantastic day.